This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. Hey, what's going on? This is Tay, the former co-host of Keep It Basement with the Sweens. I see the boy Sweens done blew up without me. You are tuned in to Keep It Basement and Keep It Locked here. Yeah. More fire. Come on, man. I'm too Hollywood for this podcast. Yeah, I heard you tried to get bitches to the crib. That didn't work, obviously. And then your bum-ass intern, very unreliable and unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeney, I'm going to see you later. Stay black. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's not so bad. Here we have it, folks. Keep it, <laughs> Keep it Basement Podcast. It's time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory like Oprah's Manny. Damn, that shit was dope. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? I fucking, I don't want to keep it like that. Are you driving back to Brooklyn? Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right, I only got three things. Come on, I just want to talk about the podcast. Yeah. You guys live on Jersey? Yeah, he lives. He lives down the street. I live. Uh, I live down the shore, and he's very close too. You good, Chris? You're good. Yeah, I'm good. The New York right. side or the Philly side? New York. I mean, I'm about an hour and change from both. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm 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 pretty good. Yeah, I've been to your shows. I've been to. I went to. Yeah, I sat like me and Raph went to fucking uh, Gramercy. I guess that was yeah. probably around this time last year, maybe like yeah. fall. Yeah, November. Um, November. November, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was fucking shit. wild. Dude passed out We've in front of us. We've been fucking quarantined for seven fucking months. Cause I, like, yeah, I was like, oh yeah. And then like, there hasn't been that many shows since. No. That f- and everyone's show. doing Soul Joe. You did Soul Joe's, right? It's Soul Joe's. It's like the only consistent one people are doing. Yeah, I mean, Soul Joe became like, Soul Joe became like Caroline's. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like everybody. He got everybody. And then fucking yeah. the big J shit just made it more popular. Yeah. So... Yeah. You know interesting to me, you guys have such a wide variety of audience. Like you have Trumpers, and you also have like really hot girls. <laughs> That's Chris. Yeah, I mean it's just fucking Chris is guaranteed. The the girls just show up to Chris. He's I don't Chrissy even know. If they're, yeah, like they're not. You look at them in the audience at at his shows. Like they're not even like listening. They're waiting for him to get off stage. So they can get a fucking piece of that. Does he really? Does he really just slay nonstop? Cock. Huh? Does he really just slay nonstop? I've never seen anything like it. My Nobody life. The else. Only thing I've ever seen. Like that is one other. I don't want to put him on blast, but I actually the guy. But I was I met her on Bumble, and I saw she followed Chris, and he followed her. I'm like, yeah, he, she's getting piped down by him. Yeah. Probably I got no shot. No, I mean the kid. Yeah, he racks him up. Jesus Christ! It's like, 
Yeah. Are we st- are we like good? Like you've never seen, like like you've never seen. The way he talks in the podcast, like the DMs never, are. Have you ever gone to one of his shows? Chris, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've. I, I went. To, were, I went to one of his shows before he really started to pop off. Probably like right when Guy Code was starting now. out. Yeah, go now. Yeah. I mean, it's just like chicks, and um, yeah. I mean, you know, girls love him, dude. And, this is a good looking uh, kid. Yeah, there was there was like uh, where'd they go? They went to Sal's. I think it was uh. Oh, Volcano. No, where were they? And like, the, one comic was telling me there was like fifteen girls waiting for him. Jesus you know, Christ! Just to, like, figure it out. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like too much. And he's wild. He puts everything on the Instagram. He probably just helps. He's yeah. I mean, he's a kid who struggles all the time figuring out what's what he sh- can say and what's too personal. Oh, it's you guys are as well. I mean, we can cats. never get too big because just there's just too many legal problems that <laughs> it would present on his side just for saying too many personals. A lot of times when we cackle stuff on the podcast, it's just because he said something that we can get in trouble for for saying someone's name. Is that right? Yeah. I want, well, I want to do an intro because I think we've been rolling this whole time. But Sorry. we have Giannis oh. Pappas. I think it's harder dating if you're not a famous comedian compared to like up and coming. Like that's yeah, that's true. Like we do have Giannis Pappas. Sorry, he's just off stage from two shows of the History Highness podcast. Obviously, I'm blowing the light. His YouTube special. Why don't you check that out? Um, thank you again for doing this, dude. Thanks. We just been going off about fucking steel pipe and the podcast. You know what I love about your guys' podcast? Your podcast is basically a stress factory in New Jersey green room podcast. Yeah. You guys grab who's ever here. How the hell did you know? Because I've seen a couple clips and it's always in this room and it was Schultz and Norman and. Would yeah. they ever come to my actual basement? Do you think? No, that's the whole point. It depends what you got in the in basement. Yeah. Flashlights, I got one for you. Yeah. I know you're. I mean, if you got Tim Dillon in here, and if you tell him that you got like some amazing steaks, you'll get Tim Dillon in there. He didn't fall. Tell Chris you got some bitties. You might get him in oh, there. Well, Chris, you might get. Yeah. Chris, Chris said yes one time, but we were gonna go down to fucking Uncle Vinny's, and then he bailed. I think he was had to, you know. And yeah, he, know, he I don't know where pick he up the stand, baby. pick up the baby. Yeah, he always sure. gets out of stuff. But I just got to pick up. I got to pick up the baby. The baby's <laughs> uh, baby's on the roof. I got to go get her. I'm not the baby's lying. Baby's in Pakistan. Let me go grab her. I'm not lying when I tell you guys. I think the podcast is the funniest thing in history, and especially for people who don't follow comedy or comedians, like just yeah. random. Like I'm here with my buddy. He doesn't know any comics. Doesn't know anything, and he only listens to your podcast. Wow. And once you get in sync with the lingo, yeah, it's the funniest thing on earth. <laughs> and I think fucking like I don't know you, Thank like you. you, Chris, with the cackles. I don't know if you guys get into any trouble if she gets flagged or whatever, but. I think it's just the the way everything is now that when you're getting to a certain level, it doesn't fucking matter. Like Schultz is insane, going going at both sides, and I think it's just becoming like a whole mesh of like, like I see your stuff and you say a comedian's a comedian, so anything I say, don't be taken seriously. But guys like Schultz or like Tim Dillon or whatever, and then you guys, the way you talk, because like he said, I don't know if you have Trumpsters, I don't know if you have whatever, I don't know if they, if you guys even sway them one way, because people don't really know what your sides are. They don't know, yeah. Which is the they best don't. part. Yeah. I think it can really play with people's we brains. Got, we got, we got people. Oh, we got a lot of Trumpers, yeah. yeah we got, got a lot of Trumpers. A handful of friends who are yeah. Trumpsters, yeah. who like your stuff. I see they yeah. follow you and stuff, and they yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll throw, they'll call me a cuck once in a while, but it's all good fun. <laughs> They know I lead a little more than Chrissy, you know. So but, Chris, you know, oh both, yeah, you guys, you're definitely a little, like a little bit lower than Chris in terms of wildness. Yeah, he'll just no, say I mean, anything. I lean left. Oh, for sure. So I think, but I, we're both kind of middle of the road kind of kids. But at the end of the day, I think making being a comedian, it's just, it's just more moral. It's just more in line with what a comedian is to not take a stance and just try to rip everything apart. Yeah. Um, you know, I think for too long. 
you know, John Stewart started a thing that he was so amazing at. He was so amazing at it. He created kind of the genre. And then all this other spinoff stuff, it's like, it's not even, it became like a parody of it. It's like, all right, we get it now. We, you know, it's like, like every, every monologue, everything is coming hard from the left. You're going, it's like you could, you know, a child could write it because you know, what to, it's just, you don't see, there's no surprise in it. So it, everything was coming too hard from the left, and um, it, it got a little hacky, got a little played, played out, as you would expect after you know John Stewart left that show. I agree. I think um, like you, you're obviously doing your characters up there, and you blew up off Marisa probably before YouTube was really even that lucrative. Yeah, 2011. 2011, yeah, 2011. That was well. lucrative at all. And now I think. The way it is now, I wouldn't have been able to do that now. Well, it's so oversaturated. It's now. It's would've like you might, quick. yeah, you might not would have blown up as quickly. But Mauricio has helped your career so much. It was a bit. It was the biggest thing. I think it was still the biggest thing it was I've done. Selling out Miami and New York every yeah. single fucking week. Yeah. So, so, in, but in, I think you guys, in terms of the podcast, especially the Patreon and the way that the dedicated fan base is in there, is it in your? Is it ever been in your mind? Even like two, what two plus years ago since you guys started, or two or two, yeah. Two and a half years ago? Yeah, almost. Is that your same mindset? Like you like you think something like Mauricia, which was so big before you really could make a lot of money off of it. Although you did, it definitely I helped. Made you. a lot of live money off of it, yeah. Are you is your ideal like is your mindset more so the podcast obviously can help me just as much, if not more, than stand up, obviously. Yeah. In today's day and age. Yeah. Yeah. It's a podcast era. Yeah. You know, it's um the in the industry is it's all a it's all a mirage, like nobody's watching anything they're doing. It's like uh, everyone's watching like documentaries or like if for for anyone to watch your show on TV, it's got to be so incredible. It's got to be like Breaking Bad level where it's like the greatest thing you've ever seen in your entire life, um, or it's like reality trash because like nobody's just watching TV shows anymore. So the internet has been in control for a long time, but. I think the industry just did a good job of hiding that fact, of obfuscating that fact so they can keep themselves employed. Yeah. And a lot of us bought into it. I, that's what I will admit. I That's where I made my mistake. It's like I had friends that were doing late night sets and, you know, and I was like, oh, that's what I need to do. You know, so I took a job in Miami. I took a network job. I, I did Montreal. I did the half hour Comedy Central special. I sort of focused on that. None of that stuff does anything for you. And when I mean nothing, I mean nothing. Like zero. You do a half hour Comedy Central special, nothing. I may have gotten one follower, maybe one message from it, then they own it, and you got paid shit money when it's all said and done. You're going like, I only made like fucking 10 grand off that. Nobody saw it, they own it. You can't do shit with it. It doesn't get you bigger. It does nothing. But they were running off the fumes of the way things used to be. And, you know, comics just, we're, most of us, Schultz doesn't have this because Schultz doesn't care what people think, but comics just have that hole in us where it's like, you know, you you, you, you tell a comic he's good, you're a good boy, you're funny. And they're like, yeah, yeah, am I, am I daddy? Am I, am I daddy that, that I didn't have? And like, yeah, yeah, just come get, come do my thing on my network for uh, a thousand, but you're on a network. We like you. And comics going, yeah. And we just, we have that thing in us where we just want the approval so a lot of us have been seduced. I think now comics really know. And, you know, give Schultz the credit for really showing that to everyone being like, hey, look how massive he's gotten. And, you know, Schultz has never done stand. He's never done stand-up on TV. He told me he's never done stand-up on TV. He's never been featured on the road. 
Yeah, yeah, he just started doing his own thing. Um, I yeah, I did, and I did the same thing. I never really featured. I started doing the internet stuff. I was doing the internet stuff early. I might have been a little too early, but the mistake I made was I I I bought into that shit. I was like I was like, oh, I'm doing something wrong, you know. I'm I'm doing videos at home and and, and but then when you look back, you're going like the fucking line was around the corner and. You know, and people loved it. And so I kind of stopped doing the internet stuff with my buddy Jesse. You know, because it wasn't just Maurice. I was doing Panos. And then we had done, those were just the things that blew up huge. Why Sean? Yeah, why Sean? But other stuff, we were doing tons of stuff. It was why just. Do you think, why'd you stop initially? It was because of, the, it was because of like, I didn't stop. I was just we'll more like, down. went more towards, let me do this job. Let me go work on a TV do show. Let me do this yeah. industry stuff. So it feels like I'm more in the business when yeah. none of that mattered anymore. So that's once I decided to go dedicate full back to the internet, and I sort of was like, "Oh, that's what's going on." Super. I was, you know, I had like five failed podcasts before me and Chris started that you one, and, and it just clicked. Yeah. Me and Chris, you know, we get along so well, and our comedy just complements each other that we, it was off to the races. But I was always looking to find one a podcast because I knew without a podcast, I it, it's all you don't have a career without a podcast. If you don't have a, a podcast or anything on the internet, it's over. It's it, it's not gonna happen. You can I mean they get you get a pilot anywhere on fucking ABC. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna go to air. Nobody's watching. So you need a podcast, or if your grandfather didn't like fucking Bill Burr's got his fans or where most of which are from the internet anyway. So it's the internet runs shit. What's the guy's name? Trevor Wallace. I like he did a, your show or you did his show. Yeah, I mean what uh, what open mic scene did he come? That's up what with? I'm saying. He you, come up with my yeah. And then Michael Rappaport's performing here. That stand up is fucking over. Yeah, I, Hillary Clinton's gonna be here next week. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking done. I come from radio, and I said that, and a lot of old school comedians get mad at me when I say that, like you open micers and stuff. But I don't mean it any harm. I mean the digital age is new. Like even what Schultz did, I think he was influenced by hip hop, like Charlemagne, to be honest, and like Vlad and academics. And he for took, sure, he took that and put it in comedy. For sure, um, and at the right time too. And what's crazy, he was he said something to me, and it was interesting. No one watches like Netflix specials and watches the whole thing now, especially if you're a comedian. You're only going to look at those YouTube clips of like five, seven minutes or like you, you, your clips on Instagram and stuff. And I always thought that too, like as a comedian, are you really watching full specials anymore? Or is it like, I'm going to shout my boy out. I'm not going to watch the whole special, but I'm going to watch that YouTube clip. I think people still are watching full specials because like Norman and Morel put it up and they got like millions of views. I think people are still into a uh, full special if it's free. If it's on YouTube, and if the comic's good, I think they'll watch it. Um, but generally, yeah, Schultz is right. Uh, you know, there's positive to that, and there's negative to that. The positive is, like, you know, you, you, if you play the game, put the clips up. As you see with, like, Norman and Sam Morell, their numbers just go up from all those stand-up clips. The downside is, like, anyone can throw up a fucking minute clip. So now everyone's throwing, uh, you know, it's a free-for-all, so... You know, it's saturated, and I think that's hurt stand-up, too, is that, like, what is a stand-up special now? You go to Netflix, you watch half of them, you're going, like, what is, what, what, what am I watching? This is just, like, there. anything that increases in quantity is going to decrease in quality. So it's, like, the, the floodgates are open. It's a free-for-all right now until the networks get control of some the, the internet, and then it'll be the same thing again. They'll have a couple of, like, internet networks, and we'll all be fucked. You kind of see that kind of happening with Spotify, Joe Rogan-ish in a way, how yeah. the censorship's happening. As an up-and-coming creator, I find it difficult, though, to, like, I feel like you're always eight steps behind because look at Rogan. He's got the powerhouse, the studio, the whole Spotify thing. Then you got Schultz, and there's all these people just creating these networks, like you said, or, like, having their own studio rooms. Do you think that's, like, the recent wave going on? 
Yeah, it's a recent wave, and it's amazing. It's like when, if, if no comedian should complain right now. This is the best time to be a comedian. I mean, people are like, oh, cancel culture. Cancel culture is great. It makes comedy like a tightrope walk live. So it's great. And this is the greatest time to be a comedian. I mean, you know, we have built our own studio, and we have nobody to answer to. I've had network jobs. They suck. They suck, dude. They're soul crunching. You got to check with censors and legal departments, and you can't say certain stuff. That's fucking soul crunching for a comic. That's not fun. That's not why we become comedians. Become comedians to say wrong things, to not think about what you're saying. So that people are listening and we're able to go uncensored and do our own thing. I mean, it, it, it's never going to get better than this. It will never be better than this, and this probably won't last forever. So for these few years, like Tim Dillon says, we're going to stack a lot of money. <laughs> and that's and then get out of the business and give me a pokeball you said you did a lot of like network shows i worked in radio i worked at, like fox sports cbs sirius xm and what i realized is when you get fired or you don't do that anymore the following really doesn't come with you like you were saying it's all about personal branding right, now whatever right, and i right. see you guys doing the studio revamped it and right. his train has taken off and it's like you worked all those uh, sports shows different shows and you're like it really didn't do shit it was a paycheck zero and you have no creative control and that network isn't as great as you think it is really no I was a part of a launch of a network, probably the last one. It was probably historic because it was probably the last time a network, a big network like that, would be launched with a massive $300 million studio or whatever in Miami. It was called Fusion, yeah. and it was a total flop. I remember that. But there was big money behind it. It was Disney, which owns ABC News, and Univision. Univision is massive, so they combined, put their money behind this project that they were going to do for diverse millennials, whatever, and it was, it was an antiquated idea. You could have done it on your phone. Kids don't want, nobody was watching. You could have, we could have made that show that cost whatever. My show probably had a million dollar budget or whatever. You could have made it for, for nothing. Yeah. It's like when me and Chris went and shot the little intro for his Comedy Central special. They had a fucking, <laughs> you know, makeup, hair, key grips, the art director, director. You're going like, Schultz yeah. could have shot this on his phone. Yeah. yeah. In three takes, and it would look just as good. Yeah, even the Bay Ridge Boys, like in terms of just fucking creating your own shit, and we then like shot that for free. It looks like TV. There's yeah. no difference now. Yeah, I mean the, the camera that he's holding right now, the picture looks as good as film. Yeah, so it's like, and it's been that way. Yeah, it's been that way. This is a movie right now. And the one thing that's so interesting is too, like like you said, Schultz. Hope I don't get COVID. Anyone on YouTube. Can like make a little less money than a huge network and still be more successful. Like what I mean, like say you make two million on YouTube, but the network makes like twenty. You're only getting the, that network's getting twenty million. They're trickling down to give you two. To you know just, what I mean? It's like fuck them. And I, even still, man, I, I'll be honest with you. Me personally, I would I would sacrifice money for independence. Not too much. I mean, I want to make some. Sure. But it's like, you know, if I'm making good money and I'm independent, I would any day of the week. And I'm not just saying that because I got no offers. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, no, none of them are getting off. But you got to be smart now. Nowadays, you don't want to fly too Rogan, close to the on. sun. Like, you don't want to fly... Because when they when they come after you is when you get some mainstream shit. Yeah. The, if you're doing your own podcast and you're off doing that shit, you're fine. Shane Gillis was fine until he got SNL. Mm -hmm. Even um, even though the kid... Pro I mean, it sounds like it could be bad. But what, um, Chris D'Elia. Oh. If he didn't get that role on Netflix, yeah. that wouldn't have happened to him. You know? That's a great point. I never so heard that. It wouldn't, I mean, because, yeah, he's been doing that shit or whatever, had those issues for years. Yeah. But he got, the girl said she saw him on the show. It's funny, Netflix so it's like, hired you, you to play out yourself. Of your mind yeah. to, like, if you've done anything shady in your entire life and they come at you and they're like, hey, do you want to roll on this show? You should just say fucking no. That's how you know Rogan's clean. 
And then if, but then and then the fact which with like a Schultz or whoever, after you blow up on your own shit, the networks are going to come knocking at your door come anyway because they just see the numbers. And you gotta be careful now Schultz is getting pitched by Netflix because he's getting a gazillion fucking Instagram sure and YouTube views. But you got to be careful. I mean, you know. And then the thing is, you got to be careful too because people don't like it. Yeah. When you like, there was that girl on the internet, and then she went and did a talk show. Do you remember her? It's like Indian girl, South Asian girl. She had a big internet following, and then she got a talk show. Comedian? Yeah, and then like it bombed, and oh, her she fans just... were pissed about it. I so, think, I, yeah, I know you're talking so about. So they, the fan, the fans liked the organic, uncensored feel. They liked the lo-fi feel. Like it see, it feels genuine. It's different. The, it, you, people are into new shit. TV's it's been done. That it's over. Like we did all this stuff. So now this is new. Like, hey, comedians doing podcasts is a new thing. Being genuine, you follow them like bands almost. Yeah. They know, you know, some woman the other night brought she knitted like shoes for my kid, my my baby That's before beautiful. she was born. Like they know you. Like they listen to you all the time. I remember when me and Chris were standing on the street. One guy came up and like grabbed Chris. And we were both like ready to punch this dude in it. And he he thought he was our friend. And we're like, hey, man, we, you know. Because you don't know them. Yeah, I don't know you. you yeah, but from his perspective, like he knows us so well. And he does. But it's just like, hey, don't touch us on the street. Don't ever fucking talk to us. Ever. We don't like you. We just like your money. Go to patreon.com slash Boys. I could care less about any of you individually. <laughs> Not to get personal or anything, Just you don't think it's or not. not though. Uh, I was wondering if you and Chris ever like argue over creative stuff or control. And also, do you guys like plan your content? Because you guys have certain days you do stuff like that. And like, I'm starting to realize now a lot of comedians are more strategic than they act. Like, you know, you guys like act like Norman was saying he's not business savvy and stuff like that, but he's going hard on the YouTube now. He's doing all digital content. Do you guys like have these marketing meetings together, fight over creative stuff, or is it more like, hey, meet you at Tuesday, let's do this pod? Or is it like, you gotta yeah. do this, bro, you gotta do this I post. I mean, we, me and Chris, get along so well, we don't ever really fight about anything creative. We just go with the flow. And yeah, we do, we try to strategize, you know? We're not primarily... Um, you know, marketing guys. It's more of a marketing thing than yeah. the business. We're not great at business, but it's not that hard to be good at business. You're just like, hey, we try to make a lot of money and spend not a lot of it. So, what that's the, you know, you, you hit that principle pretty hard. But the marketing part is something that it's a thing. It's a really a thing, and it works. That's why people. That's why you know companies spend millions of dollars on doing it. You you don't think you're going like, hey, did that? I just watch a commercial. It works. You may not even know. And so marketing is a whole thing. And I think a lot of comics aren't good at that. I would say specifically that's the thing that you got to figure out how to do. Because, I think Burt Kreischer is the one of the Because look best. at our name, History Hyenas. That's not a good marketed name, but it was organic. But like, if you were going to start a comedy podcast, you don't want the fucking word history in it. Also, But also, and you The guys, Sociology Lions. I don't want to ask you guys this because the podcast... <laughs> The podcast is history. We're the funniest guys. It's the anthropology, the anthropology foxes. It's the history of fucking George Washington Carver. I'm sorry, I cut you off. It's your podcast. No, don't eat nuts. I fucking you guys are the history of the podcast, but you're also but the patrons Bayridge boys and some and I know people who know you as the Bayridge boys. Yeah, they're like the history. Yeah, whatever, but. They, they, because you got you guys are as about as New York as it gets, and I think we are pretty New York. It's and a little I think, annoying how New York we are. Oh, that's the, let's I, get I, some peats. We'd fucking that's what, that's what I get from for New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, I find it but hilarious when they have like Ultron and like you guys Neil, only have Neil Griffin Tyson, two mics. Like we actually, we yeah. the Zoom only has two, and I have another uh, one. 
I could share with someone. I don't want COVID. Who's, who's, who got interviewed before me? Norman. Fuck, I got COVID. But what, no, what's funny is like no, the guests you have kidding. on are like serious scientists Sports. or entrepreneurs, and you yeah. guys are still funny and keep it real, but there's like genuine gems in there. Like, do you ever have a... I know it's probably a dumb question, but do you ever find it like you don't want to be too serious, you got to throw some jokes out, or is it just natural? Because the, there's actually... I was listening to some episodes, and there's a lot of gems in there. I give credit to... Uh, you know, like... I tend to sometimes get too serious and I think Chrissy tends to sometimes be too goofy so we kind of pull each other back uh, from our extremes and of course our extremes is what makes us who we are but um, people I think like the balance so the the comedy the goofiness and the lightness that comes more from him you know me I, I kind of get on the long days Johnny shit, long days yeah I get like a little serious about stuff sometimes and maybe going a little too hard and, you know, sometimes he gets a little too goofy. So we just kind of balance each other nice. It's a totally organic thing that uh, chemistry, chemistry is something, comedic chemistry is all I know about. I'm not, I've never been a band or anything, but um, it's organic. There's no, there's, I can't, I couldn't tell you there's a formula. I couldn't tell you we plan anything. It's just, it's, it's like musical. It's really musical. It just kind of works and there's no explanation for it. You know, you do it with other people, it just feels a little bit more like work. With me and Chrissy, it just goes, and the thing just takes off. And you guys probably listen to it. It just fucking, we take flight, and then we go. We never kind of like, it just fucking goes. That's the one compliment people do give, like they're not huge comedy fans, but they tend to listen to you and think yeah. it's funny. Well, that's that's good, because we're think, a comedy podcast first. And I think the clips help, too. They get people in there, you know? I think the yeah. helps, too. Like Wilder, yeah. Chris, you know Yanni Long Days, or fucking it's what it is. Like I know plenty of people. Like I, and then you get like us or like other pods who will like be listening to other pods. So like I'll say it is what it is. Like out on the street or whatever, and like somebody will be like, "Why did you say that?" I'm like, "It's from a podcast." And then then they'll listen and they'll realize, "Oh yeah, they they're literally marketing the term. It is what it is. It's right. like right. like that comes all into the fact with the rest of the brand. Like it all some you know loops in together. Right. Uh, I don't want to keep you all night. All I was saying, because you've been in the no, you've been, keep me all night. Why not? Well, all right, we'll sleep over. Um, you got you've been in the game for a while, and you yeah, you know I'm not you're, a young guy. No, but you're 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 longer than Chris or whatever. And you I'm guys, Yanni Long Days, you're long, Yanni Long Days, and you know I just want to know. You just literally just said TV is dead, and you got to have a podcast. You got to have an internet, whatever. But in terms of, and you said it might not last. So just your prediction. The way it's the way it is now, where it's like if you don't have a YouTube channel or a podcast, it's just not really very lucrative right now. Do you think it's can it go further than it already is? Like we're obviously at the peak height of podcasting. Look at these Spotify deals; it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, is it? You just said this is as good as it gets. So, do you think will it would ever go back where TV shows would become a thing again, or stand up? You know, stand up like more so on the road would become a thing, or is it going to be your stand up crowds are selling out because you have a podcast, mm. you got a huge YouTube channel, and you're becoming a Schultz who, let's be honest, like yeah, he's a comedian, but he's kind of becoming his own damn media, and he he's beefing with Joe Budden and fucking he's trying to become Rogan. Like, I mean, he's he's a comedian, but he's like a he's his own entity, and you and you guys and other Tim Dillon. Even playing a little bit of the pol political side, they're kind of trying to get into that world. So I'm just, I, I'm trying to get, we're trying to gauge on the come up if, if that's what it's going to be like in five or ten years. Yeah, I think, um, I think uh, companies will figure out a way to get control of that. Yeah, it, it will be that because I think people's con are conditioned to it now. You can't, the genie's out of the bottle. So it's like people enjoy listening. People watch us on TV whenever they tag us and stuff. 
they're watching us on a screen. So it's like, um, it's just, um, it's the, it's a new art form. Podcasting, when done well, people love it. They love it in a way. It's not exactly talk radio, you know, because it's so thematic. So it's sort of like a hybrid. And yeah, now it's kind of branched out into watching it, little spinoffs from that brand, like me and Chris do with other shows, Conspiracy Q. It's just a brand. It's just like, so yeah, that, that independent producer kind of like, I look at it like it used to be a cruise ship. Like um, the industry was like a big cruise ship. And that's, you had to get on the cruise ship. And now it's just a bunch of speedboats. And so there's a bunch of speedboats. We're all our own little speedboats speeding around. And um, eventually, uh, people are just going to start buying those speedboats like they are. And they're just going to get control of the landscape. They'll have like companies and they'll be like, come on us for $100 million. And we'll go, okay, $100 million. Yeah, but then we'll sacrifice their independence yeah. a little bit. And that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. There'll they'll always be a pl way to do it uncensored, like probably on your website. Milk Boys. I don't even know if they they are. They're like a uncensored version of content because they don't I've get heard monetized about on uh, Mel, YouTube. They're like they're pranksters, right? Yeah. yeah. And they have their own like website, own merch, own stuff they do on a website, and you pay for it. It's kind of like a OnlyFans in a way, right? In and way? it's their own real estate? It's their own site. They have like millions yeah. of views. The server crashes. It's like all these pranksters. Wow. So they do it on their own server. Matthews, yeah. 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 That's the future. He for... knows he's younger than me. He knows. He told me he tells me the game. Yeah. yeah. Gotta be. How old are you? Yeah. God, fuck. I want to have a combo with you. Yeah. What's That's it, the thing. What's it gonna be? I was gonna say with Trevor. His name Trevor Wallace. Yeah. You. He. He did your show. Or you nice did show? dude, man. He's hey. a. He's a nice kid. Never been. He's here, he's here so yeah, but he's just like, you know, that's over. Like, coming up through the mic scene, that's what I doing bar shows. No, it is over. I, I can tell you 100% that's right over. No, dude, it's still, it's going to be around, but it's not like, there's not a system anymore where you go like, I came up through the mics, I got past the clubs. Nobody gives if you're getting past the clubs, you're not doing well. Like, what are you doing at a club? So, you're just sitting at a comedy club trying to do fucking 10 minutes? So you're saying right now... To open for Norman or go on tour with him, it's more beneficial to blow up on YouTube. You'd rather have? Would you rather be a YouTube sensation or go on tour with you? Am I struggling to sell tickets? Then I'm no. Like, I want a YouTube sensation. Like you get my point though. Like the old school way to you know the opener, the hell, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, I think any comic that's snubbing their nose at YouTube kids just doesn't get it. I mean, it's just another way to be funny. Not, some of those guys are really funny. Trevor Wallace, he does those videos really well. I mean, stand-up is art. I mean, stand-up sometimes takes... They hold stand-up in such high esteem. It's like, dude, you're telling jokes, you know? Wait, I just want to get this in. I just want to say, I feel like the Wallaces and the Rappaports want to be cool with the comedians, like the old-school-style ones, to fit in a little bit. And I think the comedians want... Let me get a little YouTube with this too. Let me do a little both. I feel like everyone wants to get in each other's world. I guess they want to get in our world. I get. Are they really respect? You know, you don't want to be labeled as like a YouTuber who hasn't put the time in. Time you know? with that fucking. I don't. I guess that's when you're younger. You respect. I mean, I'm. I'm ready. Like I'll fucking. I'll sell out big time now. <laughs> I don't want any respect anymore. I want. I want some money. I. But uh, yeah. I mean, I am Rappaport. Is he doing? St it's more like a. I think stand up will. He was also stand up way back in the, in the day. I love uh, this guy. This is what I'll say. I think uh, they call, you call it a, a public appearance agent, PA agent, and you do stand. We would be doing stand up, but we, we would have a PA agent. Now I think it truly is a public appearance. 
you do stand-up, you do podcasts, whatever it is, your fans are coming out to see you do something, whether it be a podcast, stand-up, two-man thing, whatever you show you create, it's a public appearance. They know you from the podcast, they love you from the podcast or from your videos or whatever, and they're coming out not knowing what you're going to do, they're there for it, whatever it is. I also feel like you you fuckers, you, the Schultzes, you guys are doing like, it's almost like you do a podcast, right? You practice on the podcast a little bit, get the comedy going, go on stage, kind of talk about the same stuff that you do on the podcast. Kind of, yeah. I see it's that's all, going, it's almost like a podcast, really, everything. Stand-up is changing, man, yeah, I mean, like, um, if you watch my special, which is... Blowing the light on YouTube. Blowing the light on YouTube. Yeah, it's tight. It's jokes. It's tight as fuck. It's tight, and that you know, those are jokes. It's worked out. I mean, the pandemic happened. I didn't do too much stand up, so I don't have that much time. But you know, tonight I did an hour, or whatever, and it was mostly riffing and shit like that. And uh, and some of it I was just talking like I talk on the podcast, and you can almost feel the crowd. The crowd's sensibility has just kind of changed because of the internet. They're just kind of like. You, you don't necessarily have to be as tight as you used to be, I don't think. Especially the way New York required you to be. I can see that. It used to be you had to be so tight because New York audiences don't give a shit. And they're like, they're there and they're going like, make me laugh now. Or else I'll go to a Broadway player, go get a slice of pizza or do something else. So they act like they're too good for it. So that's why New York comics are so tight. Um, but, you know, the conditioning's changing. People like to hear you talk. Yeah. They like to hear you talk. Yeah, tell stories and shit. All right. Cameras in the die. We want to yeah. wrap up. It, last thing. Is New York going to come back to the way it was? Or are you without Tucher? I don't fucking know. I want to ask this kid if he films his family dinners. I mean, his yeah, this generation does. probably films everything. They probably walk around like, what's up? I just woke up. I mean, it's content, baby. Content, content, content. He's going to hook it up for you. Did you see the normal one we did? It's great. He's no. Got, like everything. He put the Norman's YouTube up. The special. He's going to do that with you. It's oh, that's awesome. nice. You did a guy. Hit him up. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to fucking steal him from you. Are you a production ahead. guy? You do, are you a comic? No, he's, com a he's a production cameraman. Oh, that's my. He's better than Homeless Pimp. doesn't want to be on stage is my favorite. Wow. He's better than Homeless Pimp. I'm kidding. Yeah. He loves you. I mean, you're I love, gonna get I love Chris and Yanni. You're gonna get nabbed up. What's your name? Chris. Chris. Visuals yeah. by Chris Matthews. We're, we're I'll giving find all the you on the gram. Yeah. Come on. Gonna... We're Dude, gonna... You know it's funny. Seriously, what? Like that's a whole new job. Yeah. That like is in high demand. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like if if. There's not and there's not a lot of dudes doing it. No. So right now, I mean, he's when we valuable. You you got to protect him, man. Yeah, Chris, come on. I mean, yeah. Well, when we send you the when we send you the link of this interview, it's gonna make the interview well us at least funnier and better. Yeah. Just shit, we don't even fucking know. Yeah. Why do you think? Do you last thing? Do you think we're old as fuck and he's young as shit? How old are you guys? How, what do you think? Thirty-two. Oh, God, I gotta kill myself. Twenty-six. You're 26. Yeah, you look old. You are. You look old. I thought you were older. You're only 26. Yeah, I'm gonna have how your old thing. You look, Luca. I'm gonna have your oh, thing. Oh. How you think? How old? Do you know Raph's age? How old do you think Raph is? Is he 35? He's about to be 36. Yeah. Yeah. You got. I'm I gonna have the same were, problem maybe, as you though. You look like you're 33. Thank you. I thought maybe because you were older, just because of Raph. But now that you say 26, yeah. makes sense. I've only known Raph for like two years. We used to yeah. work together. But yeah, uh. he his he yeah, he's fucking nuts. Yeah. All right, dude. No, Giannis. Honestly, we're we're probably about to die out. Uh, 26 it's, is young. It's, 25 is young. It's 31 also, is young. It's also midnight. No, it's young. 31 is young. It's midnight young. at the Stress Factory Green Room. This is Giannis Pappas, who just crossed two shows. He's got the history on his podcast with Chrissy D to Steel Pipe. They're fucking wild, so be prepared, especially whoever you lean left or right. And change the name of your podcast to the Stress Factory Green the Room Podcast. The Stress Factory Green Room Podcast with Giannis Pappas. Oh. 
blowing the light. What do you do it? Does you put it in your ass? You put your dick in it. What is it? You put your dick in it. Thanks, Giannis. This is Keep It Basement. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, Giannis. That's very weird. Come on, I might have to put that up on the uh, screen though for flashlight though. Just say you didn't take it. That's funny. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You got this video of me taking it, right? Yeah. You're the man. Yo, what it do, baby? Baby, what it do? Baby, what it do? What? Ladies, cover your ears. I'm just kidding, but have an open mind. What? Don't act like y'all never watched porn or have or have had sex toys. We're all freaks out here and sexually open. It's 2020. And it was a quarantine and now it's COVID times. Dating during a global pandemic is kind of tough. Now with these COVID times, it's time to get back your stamina, practice and work on your sex game. Get you back out into the wild, into the dating life. That's why Keep It Basement has partnered up with Fleshlight. Go to fleshlight.com and use the discount code KIB for 10% off any purchase of a Fleshlight product. Fleshlight has products for all types of people, whether guys or girls, straight or gay, whatever, they have it all. With the purchase of a Fleshlight using the KIB discount code, not only are you supporting business, you're supporting small business while having a good time doing so. Go to Fleshlight.com and use the discount code KIB for 10% off. Fleshlights make for the perfect gift, whether it's a bachelor party, bro's birthday, or even your significant other's birthday or special celebration. Ladies, I know there could be a stigma here, but say you were going on vacation or you weren't around for a few weeks or days, wouldn't you rather have your man use a fleshlight than another girl? Wouldn't you rather you come home and see your man using a fleshlight instead of having another girl over uh, being unfaithful? I, I mean, put two and two together here. What, what would you rather have? And also keep it basement. He's so nice. What? Yo, keep it basement. Keep it basement. Back at it, baby, with the bang bangers. Nigga, shut your ass up, man. I, <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the Basement, like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool, because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, to, to me, fans make the best interviews. You know what I mean? Like, Because we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan, and you follow the artist, and you study your artist, and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background you know the questions the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective and not only that the reason you said that you're able to talk to uh your favorite artist for an hour it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour if you're able to listen to them for an hour it's a yeah. difference see a lot of interviewers don't listen see i will listen I, like, yeah. like a lot of interviewers i have 20 questions and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions but the yeah. truth about it is, if you ask me a question, if I ask an artist a question and the artist answers me, if I'm listening, I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him. And that's what a conversation is all about. Hello? Hello, Sipes? Yeah, Sipes, what's up? Hey, what's going on? This is Mike Sweeney. Sweeney. What's up, dude? Mike Sweeney, the idiot. Got it. What, keep it what radio? Basement. Keep it basement? Like, keep it, like, keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Lil Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Swain, and Keep It Basement Radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement. Keep It Basement. You are tuned in. <laughs> you are tuned in to the Keep It Basement podcast with your boy, Sweeney.
you heard. What up, Sweens? Now tune to motherfucking Derelict. Keep it basement with the Sweens. That's the name of the podcast. Keep it basement with the Sweens. Keep it basement. We out. This is the Keep It Basement podcast. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Laughable, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you can listen to us at. And also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Keep It Basement. And check the YouTube page out, Keep It Basement YouTube, for more interviews and content coming your way. Thank you for listening. Uh, oh, I would love to tell you. I would love to tell you that basically uh, Mike Sweeney, the head president CEO of Keep It Basement, fully admitted. At least you know it. Keep it fucking moving. Um, Porn sex, it's like 45 minutes an hour, but like real sex is like 20 minutes. Well, maybe for me, I guess. Try like three or four hours. Hour and 45 minutes? What the fuck? It's four hours. Any words of wisdom here? Always use a condom, and if you don't use a condom, make sure you got like really strong pull-out game, okay? <laughs> pull-out game week. Yeah, wear a condom. Are you nuts? I have two hairless cats. I want to. Can you get laid whenever with a bunch of options? How thirsty are your DMs? It's pretty lit. I ain't got Instagram. I don't got tweeters. I don't got nothing. A younger guy pick up a, a woman who's older than him. That's a really great question. How could I approach you and take you back to my room if we were still sitting at a bar? You ask too many fucking questions. Don't ask no fucking questions. Do funny guys get laid more? Oh, yeah, definitely. Would you date a uh, guy with a small penis? Like, how small? <laughs> How's, how big's your penis? Like, four inches? How funny are you? Then you put that video on fucking Worldstar. I hit the thing, it's YouTube. Fuck me up more. Sick of it. Stay down the cellar and shut the fuck up. Now. Keep It Basin podcast it description. Basement. Find Keep It Basin with the Sweens wherever you get your podcast with host Tom Zappia and Alex Nicholas. Please make that a permanent drop in every episode. I scold them myself. Keep It Basement podcast. We out. Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement. Rate, subscribe. Hey, thanks, guys. Peace. Thanks. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. Exactly. Top of California. If you don't like it, fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at the at the at the, at the, at the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Might turn into a, a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. But you didn't take no chances. And that's it. That's my view on things.